Hi everyone. I was just trying to explain a science concept to my niece. I still remember how my teacher had taught me that concept. We were standing just like this next to a plant and she explained to us capillary action. How the water through the roots goes into the stems, through the cells of the xylem and into the leaves making them look so healthy and fresh. I never forgot that concept because I did not cram it off a book. I did not learn it off a board. I learned it with an experience, just like how I learned how to ride a bike or swim or tie shoelaces. That's how education needs to be. All about creating experiences for children to remember all their life. Today's guest is someone who breathes and lives it every day with her children. Let's go meet her. So today on Desk Doodles, we have the founder of Orinco Academy. She has won laurels for her work with progressive learning. Orinco is one of the best innovative alternative schools in India. Please welcome Dr. Chetna Kenny. Hi, Chetna. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Desk Doodles. Thank you. It's a it's, nice name and I'm sure I'll have fun on this. <laughs> so looking forward to having a thought leader like you here to share and, you know, brainstorm ideas with. It's my pleasure. Total delight. Thank you. Thank you. So Chetna, I think your journey has been, I think, adventurous with lots of wonderful things happening on the way. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um... I mean, it's, it's a normal mother's journey. I think a woman's journey, actually, I would call it. Right. And uh, then a mother's calling because uh, you find that how you want to raise your child uh, needs some tweaking. And then I just accepted that calling and went on to become, uh, you know, build a school and uh, a thought process and an education system. Right. Um, somewhere along, I was able to touch many lives and, um, you know, help people on their path. I think that's the most fulfilling thing that you right. could ever do. So right. I, I basically feel blessed to be part of uh, these many lives and uh, very grateful that they allowed me a small space in their journey. Wow. I'm, I'm, it's not as small as it, you're making it sound. It is huge. And I really salute you for the work that you've been doing and the passion with which you're following in that journey, you know, moving on to achieve a goal, which is basically creating uh, experiences for your children day in and day out, you know, in your journey. So uh, that, that brings us to the big question today. And that is, uh, how is progressive learning, you know, uh, redefining education? Uh, I think the word progressive itself needs to be defined here. Uh, when you move with the times, when you, when you are able to understand the needs of, uh, you know, the world that you are in, uh, where it is getting to and uh, the current situation and how we could do something today that uh, would work for you in the future, right? If you look at this description, it means you have to be continuously, uh, be, you should be aware you should be educated, you should be able to have a creative uh, problem-solving approach and you should be able to accept change. Right. If that is something that they're able to do, you could be progressive in anything for that matter, right? right. So 
education also is like that. We have been constantly uh, being shown the future, right? You can see that, uh, you know, the jobs of the future are not here yet. All that we've been saying from early 2000s uh, itself, right? And every generation is seeing that change. We're also seeing that the skill sets that are required for the real life are something that are also changing. Uh, yeah. But in all this process, what is happening is the adults who are around children, who are actually the beneficiaries of this education system, we are not really aware. We are not educating ourselves about how the world is, where it is getting to, what do these children need, what are those skills that are required in the future. And at that point of time, we are unable to actually sit down and revisit, rework, uh, and uh, you know, reinvent what we are act doing at the moment. Right. And uh, people in the field of education are doing a very good job, but they don't know what's happening in the corporate world. The people in the corporate world are really, you know, trying their best to match up to the world's requirements, but they are not part of, uh, you know, being in this education system. They're basically consumers of it. They're not in the, in, inside the system. So basically there's a disconnect in what is needed and what we want. So somewhere, uh, if all these could meet, people would see what is really required and uh, what we could do to get there. And I think that is the day when education will become relevant. I am working more towards making education relevant. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's integrating all of that together and then uh, building our children to, you know, uh, enjoy the fruits of it later. Because if we start off by teaching them, uh, you know, through that process, I think it will be easier for them to adapt to the real world that they step into once you know, they finish it. And, and now I think the skills are actually more into how, how do I skill myself to skill myself? Right. You know, how do I learn to yeah. teach myself? Yeah. You know, yeah. these, these are the, this is the kind of learning that we want. We really, I don't think the skills matter anymore because they're ever changing. Right. And the world is moving at such a fast pace and everything is becoming redundant so quickly. So uh, what we are focusing on, our, on, on is very small, very tiny, whereas uh, the whole uh, approach needs to totally be outside the box. Right, right. Also, I think what you said is correct, that you need to first learn how to learn also. You have to yeah. keep on evolving with that thought process, that every time you have to learn and move on and then again learn and learn how to learn that new thing also. Right? Yes. Yes. So that, yes. that's an and I think uh, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-efficacy, these are all very important things to work on. And somewhere the education system has stopped at literacy. Right. We're not going beyond it. We are, we are still focusing on something that's like the tiniest aspect of life, which is also being replaced by machines. Yeah. You are having gadgets that read out to you and uh, write what you want and uh, drama checks and punctuation and everything. I'm not discounting those. I'm sure at, at primary level, you do need these skills. Absolutely. And it's a joy to learn these skills to be able to suddenly read or suddenly write or do math. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. But what beyond that? What can we add on beyond that, that these children become, uh, you know, capable and they feel that capability? Yeah, right. That's very important. That I feel capable. Right. And so I feel that uh, going forward from there, that as a uh, part of your uh, methodology is a lot to do with the experience part of it, right? How the children learn with experience. That is very, very key to your uh, you know, school and the way that you move forward. So would you like yeah. to share a little bit about that with us? 
Yeah, I mean, when you say experiences, right, it's life's experiences as you go through it. Uh, there's phenomena around you and there are people around you. There are, there are so many things happening around you. And if children grow up in a natural process with an inquiry mind that is nurtured and they know the path. Okay, if I have a question, this is what I could do. I could ask somebody and this is the way to ask and this is the way to collect information. This is the way to uh, distill it and this is the way for me to construct a concept, right? That is the kind of experience I'm talking about. I'm not talking about kits that come to the classroom. You know, some learning kit that comes to the classroom yeah. and then you open it up and then you discover it. Yeah. That is one part of it, maybe for something that doesn't exist in the real world around us. But in general, uh, I think if, um, if every class uh, in every school or any conversation, I'm not even going to a classroom, I'm yeah. feeling any adult conversation with the child if the whole focus is how I can, you know, spark some kind of uh, curiosity in this child, how I can feed it, how can I help this child to seek more, how can I give him those threads, those paths that he can walk onto and figure more on this, and in that give him the uh, the the tools that are required. You know, that is reading and writing and maybe discovering, maybe question questioning somebody, interviewing somebody, uh, and uh, noting down this information. All this. Are, they, are just tools in all of this. Absolutely. So then what happens is for the child, the experience is in itself education, right? And it's very exhilarating. You'll never get bored of something like that. You'll always have something to learn about. And you will have adults that you'll start trusting that these are people that are vehicles for me to kind of, uh, uh, you know, understand what I really want, give me what I want, and then take me on. But it's still my journey. And the joy of owning your journey is just amazing gift that we can give children. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, when you talk about that, I'm sure like in your school, every day would be something like that. Every, uh, you know, class is creating its own experience and learning from that, whatever is provided because you such you, I mean, viewers for viewers, I'm telling that the, your school is so open and you know, the nature is like a part of your school. Basically what you are just talking about is so integral inside your school and it's all right there for you to explore and learn from. Yeah. So see the learning environment, the ecosystem of Orenco is the first curriculum. I always say that. Uh, because you're living together, learning together, you know, uh, co-living, co-learning, collaborating, co-evolving is such a beautiful thing. And it's not just people at that moment on that day that are there, but it's everybody co connected together. The parents are connected, the community is connected, friends of Orinko, guests of Orinko, people who come, they just fall in love with Orinko. They've asked forever. <laughs> so... For, uh, for children, uh, it is like a never-ending possibility and a brimming space, right? right? But it's also the mindset of uh, teachers that we are blessed with people who come in and kind of uh, just melt into this uh, uh, beautiful uh, thing that we've created. They just become one with it, right? Yeah. And so children and teachers co-construct curriculum together. They're able to ask questions to each other and they're able to have that kind of childlike curiosity, this teachers also uh, to discover with the child even though they must have read about it or experienced right. it, it 
themselves it's so much joy you know like wow there's a caterpillar let's do something i we've had days when we found a caterpillar and the whole school has stopped just to see what caterpillars do and learn about them and things like that that's what i'm talking about experience right yeah. when we had to build a pond we've spent six months doing that we would do classes every time somebody gets bored or we get time or something we just run and start digging the pond and we learned so much in that it was joy it was fun it was learning it was discovery yeah achievement it was perseverance i mean there is no book in the world or no curriculum in the world in which you can chart this and teach over a period of time i don't think there is any and every year and every day every moment is that's why different and that's why you look forward to so when learning becomes a joy and somewhere i think it becomes an addiction i mean you set the child on that path you don't need to do anything he will keep coming to you more absolutely and you know this takes me back to a memory that i have when i was uh, teaching and i was in a third grade and uh, i went in and every time i i like to take something uh, you know different on a different day uh, whether gamification or stories and that day i went in and i told them okay pick up your books and pencils and let's go out and the thought okay. of children just going out itself is like you know so uh, exciting for them yeah. we went out yeah. i made them sit on the lawn and i said okay let's uh, do chin mudra for 2 minutes and i you know all of them closed their eyes and you can imagine third graders for 2 minutes was like yeah. just upper limit and i could just sense that thing you know now they want to go so i said okay yeah. let's jump up and we start i said let's play let's go racing and we we just uh, you know had fun for 5 10 minutes and then i told yeah. them okay let's get back and let's sit down again and we sat down around the circle i said okay now just put your hand here okay on on the left side and ma'am it's racing ma'am it's uh, my heart is beating so fast i said okay put your hand here and the lesson was only about heart rate and pulse rate right and i didn't have to do it inside the class and i i wanted them to feel it so that's exactly where you were like for them to get the uh, education alive in some way right right there for them to see and absorb and they never forget when they learn like that it's it's imprinted because the experience stays yes and i think as adults now we have to understand it's not our agenda that we have to fulfill with these yeah. children right yeah that's what it is like i have to teach heartbeat and uh, and uh, you know pulse rate if that is my agenda uh, you know then i'm not even looking at what the child requires yeah. but the minute you become child like and you are on their side and you're looking at pulse rate and heart beat and thinking okay how can i understand this then you will get all those ideas yeah. plus you should have a lot of confidence as a as an educator to be able to do this if you have fears that oh if i take them outside maybe they'll run away then what will i do how will i bring them back <laughs> yes. they will not focus uh, these children you know once they get to play they they don't care these are all uh, you know um, i think opinions we have preconceived notions we have and fears that we have Yeah. right and that is what is becoming the limitation that's why i always say i think adults limitations is children's limitations Absolutely. there is no other thing that is stopping them and i have never met a child that doesn't want to learn that's not interested or doesn't want yes. to give in their 100% yes. it the limitation has always been me if i have not been able to get the best out of uh, the child correct correct and every child will learn maybe not the yes. way that we are trying to teach them and maybe not that day it could not be just that day for that child right and we cannot just say that that child doesn't want to learn tomorrow is a new yeah. day and the child would probably want to be back on the you know thing yeah so and like, i think we forget like a 40 year old teacher for example we've been on earth for 40 years child is there only for 7 years there's a lot more of life <laughs> remaining to get to where you are <laughs> today is not the only day 
Yeah, absolutely. And what, uh, going back to what you said just now that you become one with the children. So um, in uh, a progressive learning environment, what is the relationship of a student and teacher like, you know, uh, how is it? I think it's, uh, it overlaps a little bit, but I think we're equals. Yeah. Uh, you have to begin with that understanding that we all are on our journey. We are human beings and we can make mistakes. Uh, the teachers, uh, me, I myself actually, from beginning from me to uh, all the admin staff, the teachers, uh, the children, the parents, all of us, we should be in that situation where we understand that we are, we are not, uh, you know, completely knowledgeable of what is what is to be done, right? And we are doing our best. That is one trust that we need to have. That we are giving our best. Otherwise, why would we actually make the effort of uh, running a school or coming to school or working or whatever right or sending our child to school so we mean the best our intentions are right but now having said that when we start out uh, we will do it with our own understanding what i think is right i will do it unless everybody feels open transparent and confident um, and uh, there's a fear-free environment that we've created where they can come up and tell look this what you're doing doesn't seem right or at least it doesn't seem right to me and I am open enough to take that feedback and put it into action. I think with that is the first base of our relationship is trust, is uh, the fear-free uh, environment that we have, not only with children, teachers, everybody, whoever interacts with us, the openness to feedback and uh, the willingness to change based on that feedback, right? That is uh, the first step because then it makes things very easy. Uh, things can go wrong, but you can bounce back to whatever it is. Uh, the second thing is to not um, not um, underplay the child and uh, their capabilities. Of course. To really believe that this child is completely ready, is there and has all the possibilities in the universe. It's like a gift that is waiting to be unpacked, right? And uh, that is why everything is inside this child. And, and there's a, a purpose, there's a blueprint, there's everything. We are just trying to, uh, you know, show this child certain parts. If that is the understanding, the teacher, I think, approaches the child with a lot of positivity, with a lot of uh, uh, trust and belief that this child can do anything that I present to the child, it's going to work for this child, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, for the parents, when they trust a school, it is not a return on investment. It's not, you're not just consumers, right? You, you are part of this system. They also need to be made to uh, feel that way. Because right. when you interact with them, that's how they should feel. It's not like I am the be all and the end all and your children are coming here and I will do some magic. <laughs> Impossible. That's not possible. Yeah. Uh, these are all their children that we're taking. And, and when they also start feeling that they become the torchbearers of our uh, philosophy, they become the safekeepers of the philosophy. So there is no way that we can slip at any point of time. Our aim of child-centric, child-led education uh, is then, uh, you know, um, everybody is trying to uphold that. Absolutely. And that's the best thing. I think. Yeah. So I don't have, a, I didn't have a straight answer to your question, right? Because it's an amalgamation of everything. That's why I believe in community schooling. That Absolutely. is why I believe in the whole community coming together. And when I say community, it is everybody, not just the parent, teacher and the child. No, I so, think you brought out the real part of it, Chetna, that the focus doesn't waver for whether it is the school, the teacher or the parent. The focus is that very child, right? And it is the growth and learning for that child and whatever you can do to make that 100%. 
if that is the vision for each one of you and you don't put yourself in first and only have the vision of that child in front i think it is uh, so easily achievable versus you know when when the vision gets lost somewhere or gets blurred at times because of your own uh, limitations and uh, you know preconceived notions at times that you know yeah. children will only function like this or children cannot do this i think it's all about experimenting with the teacher also that you know let me just try it out with this i'm let's see how it goes like you said that it may not function but then you can always bounce back to whatever you feel again that might function right yeah yeah so if i can then together we can yes yes that's the mantra <laughs> absolutely so it starts with i do and then we do and then you do that's how the progress is right for a child so and the teacher of course together the journey has to be all about that right so yeah. i think that that's that speaks volumes about the whole thing and it reminds me when i conducted a, a gamification workshop at your school i've conducted workshops there for your teachers and yeah. it's a beautiful memory for me so i still remember we were uh, gamifying and i was uh, teaching them some technique there and the teachers were running around and screaming and having a blast and you had some of your students who were there uh, probably staying back for some project and something and they were watching from far what what is happening really you know and then i told the teachers i divided them into groups and they had to create a resource based on that technique and uh, these children who were watching from far they saw that you know one or team was probably you know catching up but was not really there and slowly i saw the children just walk in and we were in that you know quadrangle in the middle it was so beautiful and lighted and they just smoothly sailed into that area came and sat down next to those teachers and you know just started helping them for them to you know just come up and that vision spoke volumes about the comfort with which the children came and started you know helping the teachers and teachers also one with them i think that is what is uh, you know the teacher student relationship supposed to be with no fear no hesitation on both the sides no hierarchy yeah absolutely so i if uh, you know i i would love to share a little uh, you know picture from there if you would be like okay so i will just share oh, you have it okay yeah i thought let me just bring it out for uh, you know our viewers also and for you to remember it because it's a beautiful memory for <laughs> me you know that time so this this uh, is what i was talking about and just look at these children right there they and i was looking yeah. there and then they just came in and started helping the you know teachers and there again helping them quickly create it and they wanted you know all their teachers to be one and they just just you know jumped in so that was a beautiful uh, memory for me and when i was uh, you know uh, looking at this i remembered that i would love to share it with you you know yeah yeah, yeah. i've had experiences like that too and now after online classes started i had a experience like that i'll share with you yeah <laughs> you did oh wonderful yeah. wonderful love to have that yeah okay so um, so we when we started online classes it was yeah. all it is it was difficult initially right because everybody was trying to learn so one yeah. day i had my class and i started my class and uh, they were uh, presenting what they had learned they had to come and speak either they speak or they present a powerpoint or they had uh, some people had drawn something some people had written a poetry it was yeah. a history class so um 
after I think about five to seven minutes, uh, I couldn't, I, I had a PowerPoint presentation. So first I thought I will say something and they will say. So after five minutes, my screen just went blank. I, I couldn't do anything about it. And uh, I was struggling to get myself up and all that. And I don't know what was happening with the children around. So after 10 minutes, I, when I entered into the call again, uh, I saw that one of the children, uh, these are sixth grade children, not very old children. Mm. Uh, one of the children had taken over the screen because he had automatically become the host or something, I think. And he was running it and uh, they, had, they were all, each one of them had uh, been given op opportunity to speak and they had done presentations and anybody who had difficulty were being helped by other people. So I, though I entered, I just stayed back. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I saw that the entire hour was taken care of. Wow. And at the end, uh, I asked them, you know, uh, I'm so proud of you because I was feeling guilty that I'm wasting your time because I was not able to get online. Yeah. And uh, they said, ma'am, you help us so much. If someday you're in trouble, why should we just, uh, you know, wait uh, for you to come and uh, help us? We can continue to do the class, right? Wow. So we just waited for you. Then I said, after some time, I entered the class. No. So yeah. at that time, why didn't you give up? Why didn't you just say, okay, ma'am ma has come now. They said, we were already in the flow. We were already managing everything. We thought we could just uh, allow you to rest and uh, enjoy the class. And that's why we just continued. So, so it's so amazing. Yeah, at that point of time, uh, on the internet, uh, we, you know, on, on all the forums, there was a lot of criticism for teachers happening. That uh, teachers don't know how to get online or they don't know how to uh, handle children or uh, they have technical difficulties and they don't have technical know-how uh, and uh, a lot of criticism was happening and at that time I felt so good that here are my children who could have made a big thing out of this right oh teacher went offline we don't know where she is and parents could have said oh you know we were online and you weren't there and we've lost our time nothing happened in fact, I, I, I was so relieved at the end of it uh, because I was feeling guilty when I, when I lost them. I was feeling that feeling. But it was so beautiful. And that is when I thought, okay, <laughs> you know, our system works. <laughs> our children are not only empathetic, but they're intelligent and they can take over when we want them to. <laughs> and I think it's a lot about, you know, um, that the children also taking the forefront for teaching each other. That is also yeah. a great way of, uh, you know, moving forward because when a child approaches another child, I think even though they are very comfortable with the teachers, but somewhere the comfort that they have with their peers is like amazing. And that's a, another way of going forward in education, right? Yeah. So um, you won't believe it. I have seen children teaching much better than uh, uh, teachers. And I did an experiment. Uh, earlier this year when uh, we had I think uh, for some reason I had eight lessons left in my uh, social studies and uh, we had barely four weeks and there was no way I could do anything like that because my classes are so elaborate in experiences yeah. so I called all of them and said look we have this and uh, I don't know what to do so I'm going to do some and I'm going to let go of some because there's no point hurrying with something yeah. and because I as a teacher also can't prepare for eight at this point of time because I was busy with something else and my children know that I as a teacher I'm not just a teacher I'm and I'm a founder also so they do respect thankfully <laughs> that I have sometimes other things to do mm. and you know they came and said uh, why should uh, you only prepare why can't we do it I said okay what would you like to do so they divided the class two two children took one one lesson and uh, they said okay we'll do it I said but 
you can't do it just like that right because orinco has a philosophy there's a teaching philosophy there's a lesson plan way there's a whole way in which we do lessons so right. if i give it to you and you demo you you deliver it to children it's not going to be uh, the orinco quality perhaps and parents may object to that you can't just randomly do eight lessons and go away with it so they said okay we'll follow that process wow. i said fine so i told them okay you know you actually go and make a lesson plan like this and you gather resources there's a person who gives you those resources to take it to the class and there has to be an experiment there has to be a guest lecture and all that i told them right. so uh, they said okay fine you won't believe it i saw them going and borrowing lesson plans from teachers to study them <laughs> first of all how lesson plans are made wow. and that you I, i even i can't believe it they made lesson plans they uh, they came up with videos and with audios and they created the activity list because in orinco without activity you can't teach uh, so they made activity list they gave the resource list you know char pencil chahiye and uh, you know we need this so and so so and so gave it to the resource person ensured that she gives them in time got rejected also once because they were not in time and uh, <laughs> then they had to you know come and request me can you put please put in a word or something like that some children bought from their homes everything they did okay i was fine okay method at least they learned how will they do the class it was the most amazing experience i've I'm ever sure. had because they knew their friends much more than we know i think they knew their um, it was like they knew their dna you know how these children respond to various things so they had classroom management in place they had activities in place they had uh, the whole uh, you know how, who should sit where that's the first thing they did because they know their friends but yeah. who is going to uh, you know disrupt the class so uh, when they actually uh, prepared i was like yeah it's good because they're trying to understand the process but when they started the class uh, i think i was really taken aback wow. because it was one of the most beautiful ways in which you could take the class because they knew their classmates in and out first of all yes. they knew their need they knew what works and doesn't work they already had been collaborating on learning from a long time right so we have a buddy system yeah. people just wake, get up and help whoever is needed so because of that they were able to understand the placement of the class who should be sitting where because they know that one guy who will be <laughs> start talking the one child will want reading help or the one child will want Uh, spelling help or something like that so placements were done uh, and uh, when they presented the class also i saw that if there are two or three children presenting they knew the uh, you know the uh, what do you say um, the abilities of the children so what you talked about chetna about you working as an entire community right with one with the children and how children just uh, you know took up that challenge and aced it literally right because they knew the uh, you know like you said the dna of each and every one and who's going to and they're all smarts right they're all different smarts so each one took their role and i think brought it in together that was so amazing yeah and i think it it also began with the fact that i i told them what i was going through yeah. which normally we don't right normally as teachers or any something we think these are children what will they understand so uh, that very so just like that i was sitting and i told them i'm i'm troubled i don't know what to do how to do it <laughs> lessons because something else happening right and uh, they did it yeah i mean it was amazing i think it's the trust that you had in them and they had in you with together uh, i think helped it uh, you know the go forward of, uh, the fear of judgment actually keeps children away Yeah. uh you know as adults we we first of all think less of them perhaps sometimes sometimes we uh, 
we we give them responsibility but we're not sure so we so we interfere too much other thing that we do is we give them responsibility but we want it done our way yeah and uh, we forget it's the child's journey yeah again we put them inside the box with four walls and we tell them function within it and yeah. um, but when you give them a little more space i think they they bring out uh, so much more right yes. so uh, I, the same thing what you're saying going forward in that direction um progressive learning incorporates talks a lot about integrating community service and bringing in uh, service learning projects into your main curriculum right on a daily basis yes. so uh, can can we talk a little bit about that yeah so for children uh, their world starts small right what what do they know they know their homes they know their school they maybe they know their apartment complexes that's where they most of the time they spend time in larger world larger issues and all they they come to know about it they do feel something about it they're curious about it but that's not what they touch feel and uh, sense right so what is in their uh, environment first needs to be inculcated in them and that's why uh, our little ones start with learning how to clean up their rooms so or set things in place uh, or making their parents happy or their grandparents happy by being a contributing citizen of their home yeah that is important yeah. in school uh also you have to be a contributing citizen if you cannot be an orinco citizen i cannot expect you to be a country citizen yeah. a good citizen right okay. so that is why in orinco also what happens uh, from when you get into the bus are you there for other people when they need help are you uh, supporting younger ones are you helping the auntie to maybe bring in and and send out children yeah. if that is what the need is if she's unwell or something like that are you rising up to the occasion if the auntie is absent then what happens as an older child i'm speaking about yeah. and when then when you come to school can you help some child who is unable to carry his bag maybe it's a little one or maybe somebody is crying that day because they're missing mom can you comfort that child uh, or when uh, or you enable children to do the attendance and to remember that whole process maybe it's a new child in school right. these are all small small things right uh, say good morning or good afternoon to the security uncle he's standing there you right sometimes we just don't even rec- remember that there's a person very, there very, <laughs> plays over yeah, yeah so do we do we do those kind of things when you're coming you see something off you know some stone is off there right in the path can you can you think of re- removing that can you take care of assembly you're seeing that assembly is happening someone is not able to do someone is not behaving properly the teacher can only do so much can you rise up to the occasion there right it starts from these things i'm i'm still totally. at 8:15 in the morning if you see i haven't reached beyond 8:15 yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so you imagine at that in that this rate if so every much. step you're thinking then at lunch time at snack time in class time uh, you know you have so many opportunities to maybe clean the classroom after you've had lunch why yeah. not switch off the lights and fans uh, you are able to find another child who's who's kind of walking around the school because they don't know where to get to maybe it's a small child you can help that child or someone is crying someone is fighting somebody is upset uh, somebody is sick can you take them to the uh, infirmary so there's so many ways in which you can be of use to the community that is what we first try to bring in we do we are not even going outside yeah, yeah right if you can do this and we are good uh, citizen here your teacher is absent yeah so can you take over the class maybe you can right or can you just sit there and i have seen this there's teacher after and i have children working as if uh, there no one is needed over there they're fine they're perfectly fine yeah uh, in fact they're more productive than when the teacher was there <laughs> because it's like a 
it, it, that, that thing is there okay I'm, I'm i want my teacher to be happy when she comes tomorrow right yeah. something yeah. so or uh, can you take over certain events in the school can you help uh, people can you raise money so internally we raise a lot of money for a lot of internal things our aunties and our drivers and uh, sometimes even teachers you know maybe there are reasons why they need help so yeah. that is done uh, any help that anybody needs we can put it in the orinco community and i've seen so many things getting mobilized wow. and it need not be monetary it can be anything for that right. matter right. for me myself i can see that if i say something i can see people coming up to help so it's a helping mindset that you're doing it's a service mindset that you're having it's mm-hmm. compassion it's empathy it's a lot of things now when you've done this you don't have to tell the child that there are floods in kerala and let's do something about it you don't have to go on a garbage cleaning drive or something to teach them something that comes anyway that happens Absolutely. so i have heard inko children go in their apartment complexes to trying to make a change or trying to do something but that's not something we've told that comes automatically automatically so yeah. if this is way, this is the way of life you don't have to really do something specific to teach children Absolutely. so norinko community service is uh, not community service it's just service it's mindset service. yeah you develop a service mindset yeah i think that is what it was it's like you know you uh, you grow with that so the other yes. day just like you're talking um, you know i was listening to we, we were on a webinar with uh, sonam wangchuk and he the education reformist and he was talking about how he has made learning uh, you know all about making projects for children of solving the problems around their community so the education revolves around finding the problems that people are facing in their society or in their community and finding solutions yes. for that and just learning on the way and yes. it brings the two together so beautifully and it it's very similar to what you're talking that you know the so children are growing up with that thought process and definitely it enriches them in a way that you know no, nothing else can because they learn to become socially uh, responsible already while they're you know growing up it's not yeah. something so that we needs- have these, uh, we have a science for good uh, kind of a, uh, event that we have every year so our science fair is there so right. basically trying to find ways in which you can help things help people around you do things uh, in a easier way so that's based on design thinking but uh, the whole focus is on how we can impact lives around us how we can help people uh, and uh, make things easy for them so when we have these kind of things it's creativity it's intelligence it's compassion it's everything coming together and it is now in motion to uh, be able to have a product an output yeah and so when children are continuously raised in something like this i think somewhere uh, everything falls into place and uh, we are sure that they will do well in life it's yeah. not about the marks or the grades and all of those things but it is more about this child uh, being on the right track with the right value system and will definitely be a good citizen yeah and that is basically that is progressive education i feel that is exactly the uh, gist of it to bring the child to you know understand what is happening in the society and uh, finding solutions for that and that is basically learning right not just cramming it off a book but going through that whole experience and uh, bringing a solution out so uh, and that also brings us to the next uh, segment what i feel that we should be uh, you know uh, talking about now is the time that we are in what corona is doing to our education system and how each and everyone is rising up from there 
So no, going mm. forward from there, I just, uh, I wanted to uh, ask you, how has it been for you and your teachers in this time, you know, of uh, upgrading yourself to new skills for reaching your children in online uh, teaching times? Um, yeah, so being on the progressive path, I think everybody was used to frequent changes. Yeah. Uh, frequently learning new things and uh, rising up to the occasion, like I always say. Yeah. So um, I, I think uh, April, we had given everybody off uh, so they could rest well and yeah. uh, they could come back. Uh, the admin team had to work because we, we had no clue whether this is just a temporary thing. Uh, can we get back to schools in June? Because in April, it still looked like June we could open. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it was very confusing, but I think one of the blessings we had was uh, Anu, our co-founder. He was, he was always futuristic in thinking and uh, he had brought about LMS and online learning system quite early on in Oriko's uh, trajectory. And uh, there, there was something that was already ready in his mind with respect to the framework and what we should be doing. So he said, anyway, if that is needed, and this is the time. Let's deploy it. Let's do it. So he spent the whole of April building that and, um, you know, helping us understand it. And uh, then we had to get our curriculum coordinators and everybody in, uh, you know, on our side to start thinking that, yes, this is what is going to happen. You can't just, uh, you know, completely open up uh, to the whole school and say, yeah, we're going online. It's very yeah. scary for anybody because we've never done it before. Right. So you have to do it in bits and pieces. So first of all, um, you know, the curriculum coordinators, all they understood, yes, this is what we had to do. So they had to be trained and then the teachers. But um, it was just a matter of a fraction of a second to decide and say yes. So we didn't waste time in convincing anybody. That was not what it is. We will do what it takes is what the decision was. Yeah. Uh, and then parents, because for them, it's no longer just take the books and cover them and uh, buy bags and shoes and we're ready for school. <laughs> now, it is, yeah. now it is about having, uh, you know, gadgets at home and is, is a special space for the child and, uh, you know, the Wi-Fi network and then there's going to be apps and there's going to be uh, an interface, you should use a name, password, and that's an evolving thing. So we are developing, testing, using, evolving at the same time. So it is not very easy for the entire ecosystem. Right. So we moved from, I think, different kinds of uh, trial and errors, and then we, we settled from uh, June onwards. But still, it took, it took uh, a lot from inside, but it wasn't evident. Yeah. Uh, and I, I credit that to the Orenco team. It wasn't evident, but the pain was there. The difficulty was there with teachers working from home with their children, their children being on uh, their school platforms, uh, spouses working from home, uh, in-laws there, no maids, no help. Uh, and still doing all of this is not easy. And we realize that you need double the amount of work to, needed for one online class. Right. Uh, which many people discounted. They say, what are you doing anyway? You're coming online and speaking. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And you have to understand how to engage children because even though we went online, we can't give up the Orinco philosophy. Absolutely. So children still have to be in that uh, zone where they're co-constructing the curriculum. They have an opportunity to speak to the teacher. They can share. They can do all these things. So, And they have to become independent learners. Yeah. yeah. So you can't you can't change anything. Everything has to remain the same. 
yeah. but uh, it uh, has to now be on a different platform which is alien to you yeah. so parents were roped in we told them we we were open about some things also so there was a parent core team also there were people who helped us train or uh, helped us with certain aspects and trained the other trained right. teachers sometimes trained uh, parents sometimes so all in all it's a good experience but it was like a churning and an overhaul right. but it was an enjoyable experience simply because everyone each member including children parents teachers were signed on to it yeah. they they were completely vested in it uh, there was not a single uh, question raised on intention there were a lot of questions raised on what we were trying to do and difficulties yeah. and why and this and that and everything but uh, it was not on the intention and that helps you going that yeah. keeps you going and i think everybody working to be, together to make it work that is was i think that yeah. is that is the main what happened in the external world didn't bother us so much there was a yeah. lot happening in the external right. world there was a lot of mudslinging on st- uh, schools and doubting teachers and there was this whole fee thing happening and there's uh, so many things happening right and it was very sad to see so many schools closing down absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but i think for us our focus was our children and i'm so glad even during these times our focus still remained children there's nothing else that deterred any stakeholder from uh, that aspect mm-hmm. and i think um i would say what we have currently minus our workshop you know we have a amazing workshop yeah. so minus our workshop and the work with that we did on ground on the ground okay. uh, physical development i think minus these two things we are we are better than what we were in online yeah yeah uh, you know we were better we are better than what offline. we were in offline, offline. so yeah. whatever we used to do i think we're doing a fantastic job beyond that and i don't think this is something that we would like to let go i think the orinco online school is here to stay yeah no i think that is what again that is again the essence of progressive learning that you have to move forward and you have to look for skills that are needed for the future because you are preparing children for the future and if you do not uh, uh, you know imbibe what is new what is evolving and don't evolve with it then it is not a wholesome education that we uh, you know want to give our children so i think that that's uh, great that you know all your teachers rose up to it i think hats off to all the teachers everywhere in the world that you know how much they are putting in to reach their children and uh, make education still effective even though they are so distant from their students that is yes. so difficult because when you are in a class the the human touch of uh, you know when you are teaching is uh, you know is a big deal and uh, being uh, so far away and still able to reach your child is i think a very very uh, big challenge but i think all teachers are rising up and uh, you know contributing in their own way involving activities you know you can still bring the out into you know your online class as well so i'm sure you know creating experiences like that must be on your uh, daily curriculum yeah. in which ways yes yes a, pa- a lot of them i mean there are children are still doing activities and they're able to demonstrate them they're able to share collaborate uh, and they're having fun so yes we want to go back to school no no doubt about that uh, because we miss each other and uh, i think the accessibility especially they could come to my room any time they want for anything that they wanted these are things that they're missing because now you have to go on a zoom call and we are all so busy on some <laughs> call or the other 
<laughs> so yes, missing each other, but I don't think the quality of education uh, dipped. Right, right. So I think uh, it was just amazing, Chetna, to talk about such wonderful things uh, that complete the life of a child in school. And we touched upon uh, those little things which matter so much to a child. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. I always love talking to you. Absolutely. And uh, I think we've had another fantastic discussion. <laughs> oh, yes. I was so looking forward to it. And uh, I, I mean, if I was to wrap up today's session here, I think uh, progressive learning builds soci socially responsible children who are empathetic towards each other, towards whoever is in their society nearby. And I think we prepare them to be self-motivated learners for life. That is a big yeah. thing because somewhere progressive learning brings education and the real world closer. They learn, True. they apply, and then they retain it forever. They never forget it, which is, I yeah. think, uh, one of the big things to take away from the talk that you had uh, with Dr. Chetna today. And uh, happy teaching. Keep creating Thank experiences you. with your children. Thank you, Chetna. Thank, Thank you once again. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye-bye.